Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, everybody. This is Natalie Jean. This is Nathalie Jean. Today we have on Chatting with Nat, singer-songwriter Sarah Christine. Colorado-based up-and-coming singer-songwriter with proud Minneapolis roots, Sarah Christine draws influence from pop, indie, folk, and electronic sounds to create a unique blend of original compositions. With a strong passion of writing, composing, and producing, Sarah creates music you'll find yourself playing on repeat and adding to your playlist. Her voice and tone are one of a kind and are undeniably rare. Propelled by an innate desire to base her entire musical adventure and journey on the sole theme of In It Together. It is the humble sense of coming together to follow dreams as a community alongside extremely hard work that will help us all achieve our goals. Sarah's core story brings light into many stories and circumstances she overcame in her life that demonstrate strength, perseverance, and bravery, encouraging being bold and letting go, which is intensified through so many of her lyrics. Overcoming being hit by a Ford F-150 truck while walking across a crosswalk being one situation Sarah overcame just recently. Wow. A life-changing moment. Sarah was recently acknowledged as one of the most anticipated up-and-coming singer-songwriters by two Grammy winners on the Music Booth podcast with an upcoming tour starting May 2022. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hey, how are you, Natalie? How's it going? I'm still alive and kicking. Still here. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I, I think that's the way I have to answer. I have to answer things now because of the the cray cray kind of world that we're living in. Um, so, how have you been this entire pandemic, Ukraine, George Floyd, uh, elections, every COVID you, you can name in the world? How how have you been doing through all of that? <laughs> trying to hang on tight too. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been, it's been wild. I mean, I, yeah, I just can't believe like all of the different things that have happened in such a short period of time, but um, yeah, I'm hanging in there. I had, I actually had during COVID, I had in three days, 52 shows canceled. Um, and it was right after I had quit my job to go full time. So I feel you. I feel you, girl. It's it's like hang on for the ride and, you know, just keep hustling and see what happens. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. I, woo, I feel, <laughs> and that's just how I feel for you. I mean, whoa. That is, that is, that's not good. <laughs> um, so a question I like to ask everybody because we've all been dealing with the same thing is basically around the whole subject of the pandemic. While we know that the pandemic has been oh, a source of great tension um, and a horrible mm-hmm. thing have died. There's long-term COVID. Um, people um, are still dealing with a lot of issues. Um, people, obviously people have died, a lot of lost loved ones, but there has been um, 
pros in regards to the pandemic. There, it was downtime for a lot of self-introspection. Like the things that I saw were like, you know, family members walking around with their, their families, um, which is not odd, yeah. but it's odd in a sense that people really took time to be together. Um, you know, in regards yeah. to climate change, it, it, animals and the trees were like, oh my God, people are not in the streets. We can breathe. I mean, the pollution level significantly <laughs> without us being there. And I'm sure they were hoping, oh my God, that, um, oh my God, that they weren't going to be there. Um, the other thing is my God, her call dropped. <laughs> so Natalie was just about to talk to herself. So I'm going to wait till she calls back in and see what's happening with that. You just don't want to hear hear me it's it's so great that i can see when the call drops because i was basically just <laughs> myself man um, that, i don't know i've got full bars but i'm sorry man like my uh um, no, i don't know i don't know this, technology this happens no worries you know, <laughs> i mean we've, we've gone through it all with covid why not also have a couple yeah. of hiccups with technology right there we are yeah. You should see when I do my IG live. Sometimes that thing will kick up. I have to go back on five million times, so it is what it is. But um, basically, <laughs> was saying that um, I knew I had a colleague that quit, quit quit his job because he real not quit yes. his job. He actually pulled back on hours of his job because he um, realized that he wasn't spending enough time with family. And then you had people that quit their jobs um, because they realized, really realized that life is short. Um, and they'd rather do something that's more fulfilling their passion and stuff and make money that way. And then, um, yeah. and then you have artists, artists decided to rebrand. Some artists created music, some, you know, did singles, some created albums, some decided not to do music anymore. Some decided to be more effective players. So that being said, my question basically is during this time, did you, did you have some self-introspection? Did you decide to say, uh, the same with the same branding. Did you change anything? What did you think about? Yeah, I think you bring up such a good point. Like it was just such a time for like self reflection and what do they call it? Right, the Great Resignation. I think um, yeah. where everyone's like, hey, we, you know, I think it was like a a big a big like slap in the face, if you will, of like you only live once and like you know, are we living on purpose or are we living for like a big corporate paycheck or like what, what, like what is our true intention and how are we going to leave like our mark on this world? Like, how do we want to exit? You know what I mean? Um, I guess like for me, (laughs) I know you mentioned it quick when reading my, sorry for the super long bio that I happen to have, but, um, but yeah, like I think prior to COVID I had kind of a wake up call. Um, I used to juggle my music with um, a corporate career and um, I don't dog it at all because I, I did enjoy a lot of what it had to offer and I learned a ton, but I, um, I ended up, I did end up leaving, but I had two circumstances that kind of like um, helped me to pursue my purpose, I think. And one was what you had mentioned was um, I was in Indianapolis for a work trip. I had just gotten a promotion and um, I was kind of on like my big first like go for that for that new gig, and I was walking across the crosswalk, and it was early, and um, I got I got halfway through the crosswalk, and it was it was rainy, and I got hit by a Ford F one fifty truck um, really severely. I was uh, it was definitely a life changing moment. I was like essentially like. It, you know, in in the news and all of that, um, in wow. really really bad shape. Was yeah, stuck in Indy for a while, and I actually was um 
not like knocked unconscious, but I definitely blacked out uh, when I had like skid across the pavement. And I remember like my, uh, like it was black, it was totally black. Um, but I remember hearing my voice and um, my voice was like, Sarah, wake up. You're not done yet. It's time. And like, then I woke up, I saw the ambulance lights and all this stuff, but I knew what really actually hit me more than the truck was like the word time. Like I knew what that meant. I had been really juggling with like my soul. Like I wanted to burst into music full time, but to be honest, I was too fucking scared. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's like, there's something with like when you have stability and um, there's a certain like peace sometimes you find with comfort in that. And I was too, I was really scared to take that like monstrous leap into kind of the unknown music industry. You know, it's like, like this phantom word almost with like, what is it really? You know? Um, And so that was like my, my first big thing. Um, And I actually, I knew then that I wanted to do music full time and that's what I was going to be working towards. Like it was very evident that the universe knocked me over to like, be like, Hey, like, let's go. Um, And then what, when COVID happened, I was, I was still in that role. I'd actually just, that's what brought me out to Colorado. Um, And, you know, to be honest, like Colorado was like one of the first states to like really, really shut down. And the corporation I was with, um, with all good intention, I'm sure, like I I felt like made some very, very quick um, decisions. Um, And, um, you know, in terms of like layoffs and things like that, um, I was managing quite a few people and like I just didn't agree with the um like who was you know being asked to move on and different things you know that just like for for me personally um I know like with a huge organization you have to make executive decisions that are consistent among a lot of states but um to me like you know I kind of went back to like you know like back in like if you you know for everybody that's listening that went to like college or school or whatever you you have to take like a business ethics class like and they're like follow your gut like if it doesn't feel right don't do it you know and um and to me I was like you know this doesn't like although it might be right for like what's going on in the economy from Mm -hmm. a like emotional standpoint it doesn't feel right to me and right. I think now's the time to like take the leap. And people like thought I was crazy. Like who jumps in the music full time in like the early parts of the pandemic when shows are getting shut down and save our stages and everything else. But, um, but I think you're right on like people, I think took COVID and everything that, you know, all of the things that were happening, like hopefully to heart and it's like live on purpose. Like you only have one life, you know, and right. you know, I, yeah. That's right. See, I love that. So, you know, I can high five you on the whole, um, <laughs> on the whole quitting the job thing, because I did the same thing um, in the sense that, okay, so my whole situation and my job wanted people to get vac- vaccinated and I wasn't ready at the time. Um, yeah. I think that's also a personal decision, blah, blah, blah. And there were some other things. Yeah. Issues. You know, I just decided, and I was talking to another colleague, and he, the person said, you know, this is your opportunity to to leave and do your music full time. I didn't have any money, and I was just like, you know, yeah. this is it. And so I did the same thing. Basically, I left my job and been trying to push music and do this, that, and the other. Um, 
I think there comes a point in our lives where we have to make those decisions. You know, I was with yeah. my job for 15 years. I was there for a long time. Um, it was time for me to go. Yeah. It, for me, it was like do or die. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do yeah. I? And now look at you crushing this podcast all over the radio. You made the right call. I mean, it's like, okay, it's not, it's like, it's, it's basically now or never, you know? So kudos mm-hmm. to you for making the decisions to get out there and do your thing. I'm I'm sorry that the pandemic did come and then you had all those dates, those tourist <laughs> shows and all that stuff that really sucks. And then also getting hit yeah. by, oh my God, that's, <laughs> well, I mean, here's, I think I, I think the lesson is right. Like, if if you're too scared and and which I was at the time, even though like I I knew what I was supposed to do, but it was like I don't know. I feel like sometimes the universe has to you know knock you out or whatever to make it very apparent. Like, okay, if you're not gonna do it, I'm gonna force you to. <laughs> you know, exactly, so. exactly. And it's not that, you know, I didn't sit there and I'm trembling and like, okay, what am I doing? That's job, that's insurance, that's this, that's it. I said, where, where there's a will, there's a way. Um, it's, Amen. It, for me, it's like it's in your gut and it keeps telling you the universe is going to support you in whatever you do and you have, you know, you you have this. I mean, because on a daily basis, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know about this music mess. And then I'll get emails and call <laughs> music. And they're like, oh, I like this song. I say, okay, okay, that means I have to continue. So, I mean, yeah. I, t- I totally, it's just, I, 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 I totally get it. This music business can be extremely crazy. Now, what, yeah. made, what, how did you, how did you and music, how did Sarah, Christine, and music come together? You know, was it something that you saw, you heard? What made you decide that Sarah and music had to come together and become one? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> totally by accident. Um, so, I mean, I grew up playing the piano and stuff. Um, and then, um, in college, I played college basketball. I'm six two. I'm a tall drink of water, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, that is um, tall. <laughs> yeah. I, I always have a bad joke when I play at venues and stuff. And I usually have like, you know, when, when it's like, usually like the guy owners, whatever, they always make a comment. Oh, you're six two. And I'll say, that's all the same laying down. <laughs> right? There you go. I like that. <laughs> it's a stupid joke, but it makes them think for a minute, and then they're like, okay, I'll shut up now. Um, <laughs> no, uh, all by accident. I Yeah, so I was playing college basketball, and then I started, like, teaching myself guitar on the side, you know, in my, like, dorm room and stuff. And my um, I've got five best girlfriends, kind of like a now and then story since like fourth grade. And one of my best friends came to visit me in college and she came to my dorm room and she was like, yo, Sarah, like, is that a guitar under your, <laughs> under your bed? And it's like, uh, yeah. And she was like, wait, you play like what? And I was just learning guitar, you know, and I still don't claim to be very good at it. <laughs> um, but um, it was like, yeah, I'm dabbling at it, you know? And she's like, can you sing? <laughs> and I mean, I've known this girl, you know, since fourth grade. And I was like, ah, and I had the worst stage fright. You know, it was like a very silent yeah. hobby of mine. And mm-hmm. she's like, okay, sing me something. And then I sang her, like, I was writing this song called Minnesota Eyes. It's the first song I ever wrote. And it's still not released anywhere. I'm, I'm thinking about it. But, and I played it for her and she goes, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Um, we take like a girls trip. We try to anyways. Now some of them have a bunch of kids and stuff, so it's harder. But we, we used to take trips every year together. And one of my friend's family that's kind of been passed down in their family has like a, a cabin in Colorado. And so we had road trips um, from Minnesota out to Colorado. And um, we went hiking all day. And then there was this like wine bar in Breckenridge that we went to later on. And I always joke, like, thank God for red wine, because I had so much stage fright, I would have never gotten up there. But this guy (laughs) was playing, like, acoustic guitar and singing, and the bar was packed, you know, and, like, us us girls were just, like, catching up, and it was, he was playing, like, a long set. It was, like, a three- or four-hour set for the guy, you know, playing a lot of covers and stuff, and so he had, like, a couple breaks that were, like, pretty long, and um, the second one happened, and my best friend you know, I had no idea, went up to um, the bar and the manager was there and she was like, hey, you see that chick over there? Like, she can sing and, you know, she's never played in front of anyone. You know, what do you think? And, I mean, I have no idea this stuff's going on. And then he um, goes up to the artist um, and he was like, hey, what do you think about this gal singing for a few seconds? And he's like, yeah, sure. I mean, he's, this guy's exhausted. He's been playing for like three hours, you know. And so he, like, willingly um, hands me his guitar. Well, basically, like, what happened was the the manager over, like, basically the entire bar is like, hey, Sarah Christine, I heard you can sing. Get up here. And I about fell out of my chair. Like, I literally, I've never wanted to, like, like, me and my friend Mel, we've never, like, gotten in a fight, really. And I literally was like, okay, like, this is not cool, you know, whatever. <laughs> And I went up there, grabbed the guitar, um, literally about shit my pants. I was so scared. And um, I started playing Minnesota Eyes, and the entire place went completely silent. Like, you could hear a pin drop. And it was, like, a defining moment, like, where I was, like, whoa, like, this is crazy. And then I played, like, a couple songs, and then I handed the guy back his guitar, and, like I said, he was white. He'd been playing for, like, three hours, and so he was like, hey, want to do me a favor and close out the rest of the night? And that's how I got started, and afterwards, um, all these people were coming up, and they were like, where where do you play next, and do you have a CD out? And I was like, oh, my gosh, people actually kind of like what I'm writing. This is crazy, and... That was like I always say, music is its own drug, you know. Like, yeah. and that's where I became addicted. That's where I became addicted, you know. So, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, how important is it for you to be authentic in your music, your songwriting, just authenticity all around? Like a thousand percent. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I try my best just to like in like whether it's like social media I think you do a really good job of this too I was looking at a lot of your stuff before and like you know whether or not it's like you know what everybody is kind of like branding is like to me my whole goal with it is like if and when you come to a live show and we get to kick it like I don't want to be a surprise to you that I'm something different you know and um so I try to just like be myself as much as I can and um and then hopefully when we meet in person you're like cool like cool like that's her you know and I and I'm not for everyone that's for sure but hopefully 
if you do like my vibe, like we will vibe and like, I know who comes to the shows and stuff, you know, and like, even if it's like big, big crowds, like I look at the ticket stuff after and like, we'll become homies, you know, like I take like people coming very seriously and, you know, um, so yeah, I guess I'm trying to take after you because you're pretty authentic yourself, my dear. (laughs) Um, Well, thank you. I I appreciate the compliment. Um, well, you know, it, it took me a while. I'm like you in the sense that, first of all, I didn't even know that I could sing. I know growing up that I loved music. You know, my father is a singer from Haiti and stuff like that. So I grew up around music. Oh. And I used to, like, imitate Mae West and all this stuff. I, I could do that and I could dance. But singing? Oh. <laughs> it's like, uh, you want me to sing in front of people? I was extremely shy. There was no way that was going to happen. And it just so happens because some some stuff was going on in my life and I started writing poetry and that's how I got into the music industry. And um, one day, you know, I had my first CD release part and I had this thing. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die up here. And <laughs> I really thought I was, but I, I had to not care about what the audience thought. And I had to have a good time. Right. And in that sense, I had to really say, you know what? I'm just going to give them everything that I have. We're going to have a good time and that's it. And that's how I've been able to, you know, get on stage, perform in front of everybody because I just don't care. Yeah. It's not that I don't care what <laughs> the audience thinks. It's just you can't you can't yeah. worry about that stuff. You just can't because it's, yeah. it's just nonsense. You're up there. You're doing your thing. That's what's the most important thing about um, all of that. And then later down the line, with the whole authentic thing is that, you know, in my culture, people is, you know, my family's from Haiti, they always care about what people think. I just don't have time for that crap. I, I, I really don't. <laughs> you would think that that's weird in the music in, in the music industry, but it, but when I talk about it, I mean in the sense of, oh, if, I am a, if I'm a person that speaks her truth or sings her truth and stuff like that, I'm just going to do my thing. Because I think there yeah. is a, there's an audience for that. There's a major audience for that. And after the past three years of the elections, George Floyd, pandemic, Ukraine, and all kinds of other things that have happened, people are seeking hope. Yep. They're seeking authenticity. They want something that's real. Because, you know, sometimes you read something one place and then the next place, oh, that wasn't true. So at least with yep. us singer-songwriters, musicians, and stuff like that, they can get something that's real, especially from independent artists. You know, with TikTok, what I found after doing so many webinars uh, uh, over the pandemic is that the videos are, that are yeah. most popular are people being authentic. Because when people watch yeah. that, they're basically like, oh, I can do that too. And they watch a mainstream artist do their thing. is like, oh, okay, that's really cool. I like them, but I don't know if I can do that. You know, people want to yeah. grab they want to be able to say, oh, my God, I heard Sarah Christine's song, and I really loved it. That's my girl right there. Every time I, I feel down, I can listen to her. And I tell tell people, yeah. like, I and different artists, that this is our superpower. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a t-shirt. Yeah. This is our superpower, music. <laughs> it basically has to move mountains, heal people. People use it for many modes of expression. So they use it on TikTok, Instagram, whatever. They're using it because it, it bring, brings out a certain type of emotion. And that emotion is 99.9% about about healing. So, you know, kudos mm-hmm. to you. I mean, I came to a point where, you know, especially with women, 
uh, when pe- when women speak up, there's always like a negative connotation with that, and I just don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to. <laughs> I mean, basically, I had a conversation with some this, so I released the song, and people have been contacting me about it more than any of my other songs. And there, once I was like, I really, I just love it because you're different, you're unique, you're. It's not the same old mm-hmm. stuff that's playing on the radio that, you know, they inundate the radios with. And I'm just like, well, I'm just trying to be me, you know. I, I yeah. think that yeah. I think that's what's missing in the in the music uh, universe. Um, when it comes to mainstream art, a lot of the artists mm-hmm. are missing that themselves, you know. Like they play yeah. the songs yeah. the label want them to play. And when you're indie... Yeah play and write any damn thing you want and it's you (laughs) amen to that i know yeah and i don't know i don't know if you feel like this but like you know well one i think uh it's it is a lot of bullshit when people say like every show that they play was like perfect or super great i feel like i mean thankfully i feel like the majority that um when i'm touring and stuff go extremely well and they're so fun and you know the connect like the connection with everyone after enduring is like so important to me and I hope everyone feels like so much love but like I feel like the when I reflect back like I try to reflect back after every circuit of stuff when I'm playing live and when I think about the shows that I really messed up in (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's because I kind of psyched myself out before about like, if I, if I kind of know like, Oh, like this person's going to be there or these, this group of people, or I, to your point, I used to like really be like, I got to put on a show and those were the ones I messed up on. And it's like the, like, as soon as like I, I, but you know what it takes, I do think it takes um, kind of to your point, like putting yourself out there and putting yourself into performance situations all the time to learn that like being your authentic self and showing up as you are and kind of taking that like kind of pressure off of your shoulders to be perfect that night and, and change that in your mind to be the most authentic that night. It completely changes the dynamic. And it also like, I don't know, in terms of like, I think mindfulness and, and health and wellness for all of us artists is like huge because there's just so much pressure, so much anxiety. There's obviously a lot of temptation and whatever else. But I think like part of that comes with when we put so much pressure on ourselves. And, I, and I'm at fault at that all the time. I mean, like even this morning, I had to check myself. I'm like, girl, look at your schedule today. Like, cool it, yo. <laughs> like, you know, um, you know, but like the minute you kind of like practice with performance and start to realize like the minute you lift a little bit of that weight is when like your true self comes out and that's who people love. And if they don't love you, like you said, who cares? Like you're going to get hateful stuff every once in a while, but I'm like, yo, even if I get like, if I get a hateful message once in a while, that still means tension enough to actually like write that. And then like treat that with empathy. Like who knows what they're going through? Like, to where they had to just take that out. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, you know? So, yeah, and then, you know, the stuff that you um, had mentioned about George Floyd's death, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but um, I'm from Minneapolis, and I actually, I lived uh, just a couple blocks from where that happened, and that affected me, yeah, so much. Um, 
I've been super involved with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, and I actually have um, my next single coming out is called Sidewalks, and it's mm. not to make this uh, podcast a little bit dark, but I thought about all the things you mentioned earlier. It like literally almost like made me tear up when you were um, kind of introducing the the you know always all everyone has been through. Um, like the the song Sidewalks is about. Um, suicide prevention, the pandemic, Black Lives Matter, and then uh, also kind of a tie-in with the media. And so the beginning of it, um, I was actually in my studio in Denver, and um, I had a friend reach out, and she was in a really, really dark place. I was pretty nervous she was going to do something mm. that she would re- regret, you know. And and I p- tried to I tried to put myself in her place, and it was due to the – like, she had lost her job. She's in – her relationship was, like, turning out terribly because of it. Like, all – like, she was losing everything, and so she was losing herself. And right. um, anyways, like, I tried to put myself in her situation, and it was, like, as morbid as this is, I was, like, if I were to make – like, do that type of action, how would I do it? Right. And I look, I was looking out my window, and this girl was walking down the sidewalk, and she started crossing the road, and I was, like, that's it. I don't take sidewalks anymore. So like the first verse is, um, I don't take sidewalks anymore. What's the point when I'm not sure what I'm living for? I'll follow yellow, yellow dotted lines, you know, like in the middle of the road in the middle, but I won't stop for your lights. And so, and I won't take sidewalks, uh, sidewalks anymore. That's the beginning. And then it goes into the pandemic, but then there's a whole, uh, verse about, um, what happened to George Floyd, um, and that part is like, uh, there's a man down in my hometown. There are riots on the streets, throwing smoke and guns around. When all we need is equality, why is it so damn hard for us to find love and peace? So I won't take sidewalks anymore. And so I'm hoping, um, you know, like the tie with that too is like the media tells us like, oh, everyone's going to be okay and we'll get through this and um, we'll be stronger for this. And so the chorus is about that and then it ends with like but how will we know and I purposely delayed the release for this song because what makes me like so upset about like the pandemic and by the way even like everything going on in in um, Ukraine like you know like we need to be seeing more about like that footage and like having people involved and you know it's already dying back onto the next thing in the news right and then uh, the you know Black Lives Matter movement like I like unfortunately like you know it's like everyone kind of predicted like the you know the the you know what we were all doing to fight for it in the streets and like what would die back and the media would die back on it and so I purposely delayed the release because it's like hey this has not gone away like we need to keep fighting you know and like so I I purposely delayed it to bring it back like very like early summer here so that it's like, wait a minute, we all just went through all of this, like, let's regroup and I'll come back together on stuff. We're all still hurting around. Yeah. Go away. You know? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's been a hard, it's been a tough, tough time. And the one thing Mm -hmm. is we've been through it, especially the pandemic, everybody's been through it, so that's where we're all, all cohesive in that, but we know the pain of what uh, a pandemic can do and then to add all this other stuff it's just it's just been it's been mind-blowing you know and I tell people all the time that I have to pinch myself um because I'm just like is are we in the 21st century is this 1930 94 yeah. did we go time 
you never really think that you could ever live through something like this, but here we are. Yeah. And it sucks. Yep. Basically. Yep. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to play your song now. Hang on, mom. Tell me what that's about. Uh, oh yeah. Um, I'm pretty stoked uh, how like this song has really been, I think, you know, it's like you put out music with, anyways, my intent is that it just helps someone. Um, and this, this song is about my mom's cancer battle. She fought breast cancer. Um, and during the pandemic was really like the toughest part of it all. Um, and, you know, like I've mentioned, they, they live in Minnesota. I base in Colorado right now. And so it's not like you could just, you know, run home to your mom and give her a hug and one, it's just not safe, you know? Um, and she had called me one day and my mom's a, a tough, a tough gal. Like, um, right. you know, faith is always at the forefront for her and she's always usually very optimistic. And, um, she had called and it was like the first time I had like felt and heard, I don't want to say the word like defeat because she wasn't <laughs> giving up, but it was like, like it was a bad day, you know? And it just ripped me apart because I couldn't just go help, you know? And so I thought, well, okay, what can I control? And I was like, you know, writing a song. And so I wrote, hang on mom, and then sent it to her and said, I hope this helps you to hang on. And then Mm -hmm. since then uh, we partnered with Music Beats Cancer and we raised um, over $2,000 for cancer research just recently in just a few weeks. And um, now the song will be on um, iHeartRadio's Top 40 app in New York City streaming. Um, I think it's like for a couple weeks in April and May. Um, I think they said it's supposed to get like 600,000 plays or something like that. Um, So I'm really excited about that and, that goes so yeah thank you yeah so I mean my thought was you know with like how it could help others like obviously there's a bajillion people unfortunately dealing with like the the crisis that cancer is um, Mm -hmm. or just finding out that they have it or whatever but also like to your point with everything everyone's been through like it doesn't have to be cancer. It could be, I lost my job. What do I do? I lost my husband. What do I do? I, you know, whatever. And my hope is that this song just helps you to hang on with whatever struggle you're going through too. And knowing hopefully it'll be all right if you do. So. All right. Let's play it. Talk back inside the world. Flowers blooming just like they should Call today and said sky is blue and that's good Be a rough one. 
sneak out of the window out back. I want to say I'm so proud to be your girl, and that's good. Hey, mom, just hold on. Thanks for playing that. Um, I recently um, sang a song for my friend that's a lyricist, and it's called Rearview, and it's basically his um, his uh, song about being remission, being remission for cancer. Mm. So um, I completely get it. Uh, tough, very tough. Um, yeah. I hope, I hope that song helped her. So hold on. I mean, yeah, she's in remission. So Yay. Yeah. Yeah. We just got uh just got um the news not long ago but she had um I think like her last scan for a bit, um, about a week ago and we got the thumbs up again. So everyone's very very grateful and to anyone who's lost anyone and isn't in the same boat as my mom right now, just wanna say I'm sorry for your loss and Hopefully this song helps you to hang on. So beautiful. Now you're on the cover of Alohi. I hope I said Lohi. 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 Lifestyle magazine in their annual music edition. Um, how'd you get that? And how awesome is that? Congratulations on that too. Uh, I really don't know. No, uh, you know, actually, um, no, the, the, all the mu- musicians that are in the in the magazine are incredible, and I'm really honored to be a part of that whole crew. And, um, yeah, in terms of the cover, um, uh, Stephanie, who runs the magazine and who's the editor, has participated, and um, she's very into the music scene and has um, 
come to a lot of shows and we've collaborated on a couple different um, shows together. Actually, we do a, a benefit every year for domestic violence awareness. And um, I think in the last couple of years, we've raised almost $60,000 for that here. And so we've, we've kind of had a special connection and um, have partnered on a few things. And she, she reached out and was like, Hey, I'm, you know, the annual, you know, edition's coming out and um, we'd like to feature you in the magazine. And it's like, Oh, that's awesome. Thanks so much for the article, you know, and you know, when, when are we planning to do the interview? And she, she surprised me and said, well, what about the cover? And I was so honored. Um, so very great. Yeah. I mean, we definitely celebrated, you know, we toasted a little champagne and uh, went out and celebrated for sure. And um, the shoot was really, really fun and the entire interview, but um yeah, it's kind of weird seeing yourself on the cover all around Denver. Lohi, actually, um, like, have you been to Denver before? Yes, many, 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 many moons ago, but I have been. Well, we got to get to- <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of like every little, like, area of the city has a different name. There's, you know, there's Rhino, there's Lohi, there's a place called Sunnyside, like, whatever. So, Lohi is kind of a bigger area of Denver. So if you're, if anybody is ever in Denver over the next couple of weeks, um, cause I think your next edition comes out soon, but if you're in low high, you'll see my face all over. Unfortunately, hey. unfortunately, I'm not really sure. Depends on if you like my face or not. <laughs> Everybody loves your face. Based on the pictures, everybody loves your face. They just love you. Hey, come on now. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Humble is the best way, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but if you know you got it, you got it. <laughs> right. True that. All right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll show you if we've got it if you come to a show. So. <laughs> okay. I love that. Now, you have an up- upcoming tour. Tell me about that. Uh, well, I should be out in New York soon. I'll have to hit oh. you up. Um, uh, yeah, I've got an upcoming tour coming up. Um. I've got a few projects I'm working on right now where uh, actually next week I get to do kind of a cool wedding thing um, in Tulum, Mexico. And then I'm in New York working with Andrea Stolpe. I'm sure many of you know that name, Um, very famous songwriter. Um, And I'll be at a retreat with her doing like a five, I think it's four or five days, like of just intense songwriting. Then in May I'm recording the entire month. And then we are kicking off Denver with, uh, Myself and Lohi Magazine and Lift Vodka are sponsoring mm-hmm. uh, the Denver Pride Kickoff Festival um, that will take place in Lohi, actually. So we're running that for three days. It'll be about 20 bands I'll be playing as well. Um, and then after we're done running that festival, um, I hit the road. So I'll be Yay. Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Washington, Oregon. I'll be in California for a month. Mm. Um, Austin, Texas for the CD Baby conference, then back to San Diego playing there, and then I'll hit New Mexico and Arizona and back to Colorado, and that'll be the full leg. So I'll be gone for about three, two, three months. Good for you. I love it. Following your dream, doing your passion. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Now I want to We'll play. have to share a bill, you and me. Yes. <laughs> Let's do yes. it. Let's New York, manifest let's go. It. Let's manifest it. I'm, <laughs> I'm dead serious. When you're done. Me too. The superstar out there is you and I. 
Let's do this thing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. The next song we're going to play. I'm going past the time. It's okay. Um, is uh <laughs> the year let me see what I write. The the year vices? The year yeah. Vices? Yeah, the year the year is kind of like a instead of putting out an album, I've been putting out kind of single after single, like sidewalks will be the year sidewalks. Um the year of vices. So you'll kind of see that theme, but Yep, that's it. Vices is what's up with my homie Taylor too. <laughs> so I'm taking it. The song is about vices. Having <laughs> <I mean> vices. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna play it. <laughs> Perfect. They say I'm drinking too much. They say I'm sleeping too little. And I don't know what's down from up They say I need to slow down My mind's always running And I don't know how to wind down I'm drinking too much I think I love sleeping
I know I've been drinking. <laughs> yeah, I've been drinking. <laughs> I just came back from Vegas. <laughs> I can attest. Yes, um, pretty much. I've been drinking. <laughs> I drank too much. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually yeah, drank the right amount. sometimes, right? I, I drank the right amount. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, yeah, no, actually, I wrote that song after uh, I had, um, well, ironically, had happy hour with three friends, and we were all just talking about, like, some tough stuff, like, you know, everyone's kind of going through, and my one friend, he's like, I'm partying way too much, and, you know, I know we're running over, but my other friend was like, uh, I'm sleeping around way too much, I'm swiping right on everyone, you know, I'm, you know, whatever, and, um and then, you know, I have my own vices and stuff, and uh, I got this hook in my head and ran out to, my, ran out to the studio and, and wrote that song. And then when I had met Taylor, I played on a bill with him in Denver. We had never met, and I heard his voice, and I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm in love. <laughs> and we, uh, we hung out after the show, and I showed him the song that I'd written, and I was like, you know, I was going to do this solo, but I think this might be a good duet. And he came over a couple weeks later, and um, he definitely enhanced the song, that's for sure. So... That's spices for you. I love it. See, another, another song that's just so real. So real. <laughs> um, funny, people would come up to me in Vegas and they'd be like, um, what have you been doing? And I'm like, <laughs> been drinking. <laughs> what have been doing? Well, sounds like um, I need to go to Vegas with you too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, you haven't seen your friends for the longest time, and you're just like, oh, my God, I, I hug, hug, da-da-da. <laughs> I don't care. Just hug me. Let's drink. Let's have a good time. Now, yeah, what are yeah. three things you wish you had known about the music industry before you got into the music industry? Man, that's a good question. Three things I wish I would have known. Um, I think one thing – you learn is like for anyone out there that is an aspiring songwriter, like for, if you're having trouble, like, um, booking gigs, um, and stuff, uh, I think it's easy to like, you know, send out memos and stuff like that. And, you know, talk a lot about your stuff, but it really, I think the, I guess the common theme is it's not about you. Like, so maybe just when you're, when you're reaching out to venues and stuff, think about the venue, like, you know, they care about draw, they care about how many people are going to buy drinks, like how many people are showing up at the door. And um, when you do your job right, you're going to throw on what you commit to with that. And so my advice would be lead with how you can help the venue and then just supply them with a few things with your music. And um, that will work out in your favor, I think. And then it's your job to follow through, you know, and make sure that that happens. So I would say that, um, in terms of the industry, um, I think that there is this, like, uh, I guess stigma might be the wrong word, but I think when you get into, like, performing, I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves to, like, go get signed, you know, focus on, you know, getting in front of everybody in A&R, do this, this, and this, and um, there's a there's a reason like the indie space is just absolutely booming like that that still should be like obviously something you pursue but it should be your songwriting and and just creating and improving on that like my my theme for this year is just be addicted to improving like 
that stuff will start to compound and then people will start reaching out to you and your efforts will pay off, you know, and then it's kind of like your decision to like, what, what do you want to entertain or continue to do on your own and stuff. So I would just say balance, balance, like what you do behind the laptop to, uh, I think Casey Tunstall did a really good job in a post she did recently where she just said, you know, the biggest thing you can do in music is perfect your performance and put yourself in front of strangers and stuff. You never know who's going to be there and kind of the rest will follow. So I guess very short, like don't just focus on getting in front of the label, like just focus on being the best form of you and music and getting yourself out there and what will happen is supposed to happen, you know? Um, And then I don't know if this is like in terms of the industry, but I think just one thing with music, like, that I've learned in creating, I think at first it was like, you get so excited to put a new song out and whatever else. And it's better to be not rushed and do it right. You know? So like, you know, I would suggest like maybe working with somebody who is a professional and mixing and mastering. If you're, you know, I certainly am not, you know, that's not my forte and like, you know, slowing down to speed up sort of, and then making sure like when you're putting your music out, like, you know, don't put it out to release it in like a week, like, you know, put it out there where it releases in maybe like 12 weeks or um, some, most people would say eight, but just so that like the platforms can kind of catch up. They they get so many submissions every day, you know? Um, and I, I actually went to a, a Spotify masterclass when I was at, playing at uh, South by Southwest. I had two shows there and um, that was something they really, really enforced time because there's so many submissions every day. Like our algorithms need to catch up for you to be on or even have a chance to be on playlists that could give you a lot of streams. So I think those would be like three big learnings in like quote unquote music, maybe not like the industry, but just like it as a whole. You said it, you nailed it. And one last thing is <laughs> what type of quote, message, passage, word do you use to motivate yourself? We're just saying on a daily basis, you know, just, you just use it. Uh, yeah, we've used it. It was funny, even pre-pandemic, we put it out there and then the pandemic happened and it became the theme for the world, which was pretty ironic, but just in it together, you know, that's, that's all you can control. So, um, in it together and do the best you can and I don't know, hustle your ass off. It's like, I don't know if you've ever read uh, Ari Herstan's book, but you know, if you're, if you're in music to get famous, you're in it for the wrong reason. It's a, you know, it's a, you know, 10 to 16 hour a day job when you're, when you're really hustling and it's not something, you know, unless you're the, you know, not even 1%, I'd call it less than that, that somebody happens to show up or, you know, happens to listen to the one song you put out and you become huge. Like that's the anomaly. And so it's a grind and you got to love it. And, and it's got to be for more than yourself. You know, like if you, music's a medicine, it's, you know, and so when you're, when you, yeah, when you're doing it to like help heal things yourself and, I certainly do it to help heal myself, but heal other people and whatever they're going through or whatever, then the rest, I don't know, like to me getting famous doesn't matter. You know, it's like 16 hours flies by when you're doing what you love, you know? So. You mentioned that. That's what I always say. Music is our superpower. 
I'm going to yes, say baby. If that's super, <laughs> move mountains, you can make a difference in somebody's life. Somebody's going to say, I need to listen to a little bit of Sarah Christine. Yep. I'm feeling a certain way today. This is this is what we do. This is what we were born to do. You know, mine is, yep. I write my word of the year is, well, words are, I write my own narrative. Nobody's going to tell Ooh, me. Oh, I like that. To be. Oh, that's good. And, you know, I got it from this whole discussion I had with a friend the other day. You know, people always like to say, oh, but the press write what they want. No, you've enabled the press to write what they want. I know if somebody writes yeah. something and it's wrong, I either tell them to change it or take it down. I'm not playing. I don't play those games. It's like some people are fame horse. I'm just going to say male, yeah. male people. Yeah. They, just, they just want the press no matter what it says. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> either yep, the right. Yep, I feel you. I'm just like, no. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to use the right um, right sources, right information. It's just going to be me. All authentic. Yeah. yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and everything like will happen as it should. And I think that should be the end all goal is just like knowing like you're doing whatever you're supposed to be doing to put out your best work. You know, it's like you think about like um, for everybody that was in like corporate too, it's like you you don't just like throw yourself to the top. Like you, that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like it's like, I mean, maybe for a few, if you're like the founder of Facebook, you know, and like a genius at Harvard, um, but it's like, you know, for most promotions you get, like, it's because you put in the freaking work and like, and people are liking to work with you and all this stuff. And I don't know, I have the same like carrying compounds, like you're doing the right work and you're collaborating in the right ways. And of course we're all going to screw up. Um, it just happens. We all have bad reviews from time to time, but like you'll get the promotion when it's, when the world's ready for you to do it. And Mm -hmm. I think that should be your intention every day, you know? So anyway. Amen. Um, well, (laughs) it's been awesome getting to know you and talking to you. Now I have to be a stalker. And I have to follow you everywhere. Well, now we're going to be like super homies. I feel it. I'm definitely hitting you up when I'm in New York. Yeah, no, definitely do that. You know, I'd like to come out and catch a show. Um, and then someday soon, when you're you're not so busy being famous, uh, we can uh, do an Instagram live. We can do a live show as well. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you're awesome. Your your music is definitely awesome. Um. Have you thought about going, trying to get your music into sync and licensing as well? I have. You know, to be honest, I, I need a lot of help in that area. You know, like, it's just, there's so, as you know, there's, like, so many avenues with stuff, you know, and and then everything comes with, like, so much detail, you know, like, and so I'm beginning to learn a bit of that, and it's kind of, like, one of those things where I feel like at um, this point, I may need to reach out for um, more guidance or maybe somebody to kind of hone that in for me or take that on for me. Um, But yeah, definitely like pitching it to, you know, the, you know, obviously uh, the movies and gaming and all that kind of stuff. And how about you? Have you done that? Yeah, no, I have a music, I have a music publishing manager and I met her through a networking thing, but I what what I'll do is between, this week and next week, I will send you a list of um, places. I have to send it to somebody else as well. But a list of places where you can upload your music. Um, and it's for sync. It's for television. 
Um, and, and, uh, and if you have any questions, just let me know, because I think your yeah. music and your voice definitely have, have it for television documentaries and commercials and snippets and whatever that's out there. You really cool. should try to do that. It's, a, it's another avenue to make um, money. And then um, the other thing is uh, you can join. I'm also part of the music uh the Guild of Music Supervisors, um, as a patron, oh, yeah. you get to get on their, um, they have a lot of Zooms and stuff like that. You can meet other people and find out what, you know, um, they're looking for, um, in regards to music. And then there's also this, um, uh, website called disco.ac. And so disco okay. is a place a lot of music supervisors go to find music. Um, and, and then there's a way to, um, in fact, I need to do their webinar. Every time they have one, I always sign up and then I can't do it. <laughs> and you can go back and watch them. I just need to take a day and just watch everything. But you, oh, you I do, know, right? Yeah. What you do is you create these playlists. Okay. And let's say it's a bunch of holiday songs that you have. So you're going to call it Sarah Christine's um, holiday playlist. And then they'll go in and they'll look for playlists. They'll look for the playlists that have holiday music. So um, there's many things that you could do um, in regards to getting your music out there. So I will definitely send you all that information. And when you're ready, we can chat about that too. Oh, you're the best. You're in my corner. I'm in yours. (laughs) Beautiful. That's what sisterhood is about. Yes. Yes. Amen. Well, I'm not going to keep you, but it was great to have you (laughs) on chatting with Nat. Um, and I'm sure we will chat again. So yes, you have a nice yes. day. Thank you very, thank you very much for having me on. By the way, you, you are awesome. So appreciate it. Appreciate it. So everybody, this was chatting with Nat with singer songwriter Sarah Christine. She's all over the place. She's on Instagram, Spotify. She has a website. In the body of this thing here, you could just Google her and find her music. She's amazing. She's going on tour, and if she's in a city near you, you've got to go see her. Awesome. <laughs> Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.